This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Phil, were you, was it the sound of someone taking a photo? Is that what was all all three times? It's, uh, yeah, the the video ding, you know, that just kept going off. And um, look, it, it it did it the next three or four shots thereafter too. So it's not like that's the yeah. first time. It's just that you had to ask three times. So, and, and again, it's part of the game. Like it's part of professional golf. You have to be able to let that go and not let it get to you and be able to kind of compose yourself and regather your thoughts and so forth. But um, they certainly didn't do me any favors either. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Oh, now it makes sense. We get it. Now we understand, Phil, why you're T96 after everyone was pumping you up because you're playing at Torrey Pines. Uh, no, he was, he's just being honest, so it, it bothered him a little bit, but uh, that's not the reason that he ended up shooting a uh, 75. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio with you on BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily on Twitter. So let's find out how we can bet the rest of the U.S. Open. We still have three more days to go. There are round-by-round matchups every single day to wager on. So many different ways to attack this. Let's bring in Kenny Kim, GupsCorner.com, Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast. Check that out. He's on Twitter at KendoVT, at KendoVT. Uh, but yeah, let's start off with uh, day number one as we're uh, finishing off the first round this morning. How'd you think it played? Yeah, I mean, when you look at the course and the rough and all the pictures from the whole forehand, you figure it would play just a touch tougher. I mean, it still wasn't easy out there, but it looked like they mowed the rough a little bit around the fairways. They kept the rough pretty thick around the greens. I think as the week progresses, uh, you'll see the rough get thicker and thicker every day. They're watering it at night. Uh, you'll see the greens get firmer and firmer every day. Uh, by the time the uh, the weekend comes, Sunday comes, you might not see so many guys uh, under par. Uh, uh, on Sunday is probably what I'm thinking. That's sort of the way it's gone for the U.S. Open the last few years. At least last year and the year before that, I think if I remember correctly. Kenny, who stood out to you? You know, of everyone that that teed off yesterday, who stood out? Good way, bad way that you, you kind of have your eye on as we go into uh, Friday. I mean, Xander looked really good out there. I mean, the thing about Xander, you know, he was gaining strokes in all the major categories except putting, and he, he's one of the better putters out there. Uh, so if he can continue what he's doing to the green and he goes out there and brings his normal putter out, uh, he, he could be strong. Of course, Kepka, uh doing his major thing. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just sort of wild not to bet him every major. 19-20-1 is what we saw before the event. And, you know, I slammed that. Uh, some guys are disappointed. Um, I mean, just looking at, at the scoreboards down here, I mean, you look at, uh, you look at uh, Justin Rose. Um, you're looking at... Um, you know, Bryson didn't really do that well, but I think as the course gets harder, uh, I think you'll see him move up the leaderboard. The rough gets a little bit thicker. Uh, you'll see him move up a little bit more. Um, Woodland and Finau. Finau's probably another one. Finau and Willie Z are probably the two most disappointing because, you know, a lot of people had them going pretty well. I mean, uh, Zalatoris had a seventh-place finish here in the, uh, in the, in the winter uh, and top ten in every single major he's played in. You know, Finau, 12 and 17 majors he's played, and he's top 10 uh, last 17. So, 
Uh, but I wouldn't expect them to be out of it quite yet. The cut should probably be around plus four. So a good round today should bring it back in. Kenny, if uh, some of our listeners and viewers are thinking of jumping in on a guy, whether it is today or even over the weekend, what score should we be thinking about? What, what do you think wins this tournament? I, it's tough to predict because, like you said, the USGA can just do anything they want with the course. They want to keep it like this. They can keep it like this, and you might be somewhat a nine under. Uh, but, but my guess would be it gets more difficult as, as, as it goes on. I'm thinking five, six under uh, around there would probably be the winner. Uh, I mean, if you look back at the previous U.S. Opens, uh, 19 of the last 22 U.S. Opens, uh, the winner has been within four strokes after the first round. So, I mean, that's probably where I would, bet, I would hedge my bets in if I'm going to do any live betting uh, today. Well, Kenny, on that, Russell Henley near the top there, minus four. Uh, you just said it. Most guys, uh, they, you know, the, the winners come from the top after day one, plus 3,300 right now. Is there some value to jump in on someone who got off to a great start like Russell Henley? I doubt it. I, I mean, he, he could. He's a great player. Ball. His iron play has been one of the best on tour for over the past year, but I just don't see it happening on the weekend. I think one of these big dogs comes in. Uh, someone in the top 30, I mean, I think in the last decade, there might have been one guy. I don't think there has been anyone in the last 10 years that has been outside the top 30 that has won this event. And I don't see it happening this year, especially with all the chasers, Hideki, Rui, Ron, mm -hmm. Sander, Adam Scott, Roy, all those guys in the mix. It's going to be tough for Russell to hang on. With golf better Kenny Kim at Kendo VT. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio with you. Uh, I know you're feeling good about your Kepka ticket right now. He's just two strokes back. We're down to seven to one at most spots. But if you're walking in today, you said it's going to be one of those big name guys that takes the U.S. Open. Where would you go for some value? Adam Scott, 50 to one. I'm seeing him right now. Uh, you know, a former major winner. Uh, you know, this is supposedly one of his favorite courses, even though for some reason he's only played it three times. Uh, but, uh, you know, he has the skill level, the ball striking is there. He actually putted pretty well uh, this past, uh, yesterday. If he keeps that putting up and, you know, the rest of his stats go back to norm, I mean, he could make a little bit of noise. I know he hasn't had the best U.S. Open, uh, you know, results in his career, but he has a top five in there. Uh, 50 to 1 things like value to me, uh, being only three strokes back. Kenny, is there a sweet spot to jump in and to bet this thing live? If you're, if you're waiting, if you're waiting for a moment, is it right now after round one as they're about to tee off round two and finishing up round one with some guys as we speak? Or, or is it after today, after they get through round two? Is there a sweet spot if you're kind of feeling through this and see how someone is doing to jump in? When is that right time if you're going to bet this at some point over the weekend? I don't know. It's tough. I think today would be a great day to go at it because, I mean, like, you know, what can happen over the weekend is one guy can, you know, sort of, get out there a little bit too far ahead and leave everyone in, in the lurch. Uh, but I don't know if we're going to see that this, this week. It just depends how hard they're going to make the course uh, this weekend. I think jumping on right now would be your best bet, uh, but just keep an eye out for tomorrow as well. If there's some guys that are, you know, three, four strokes back uh, that are the, and the books are giving you good numbers, jump on there too. I think now and maybe tomorrow morning are going to be your best bets. Gotta love the primetime golf when you have uh, the golf happening on the West Coast. It's not it's not near us, but I don't care where they're playing. I'm gonna be watching. And I'm gonna be betting on it. So uh, I love it even more when we get primetime like we do today. And that means we also have uh, more opportunity. 
for our listeners to listen to you, Kenny, and they have time to get their bets in since since it's happening later on. Uh, what about round two matchups? Anyone uh, that you'll be betting on, maybe unlucky day one or someone you'll be fading? I mean, I sort of have one out there right now. I have uh, I have this guy, Shig, uh, over uh, Molinari and Sagala, plus 160 for a three ball today. Uh, that That's one that I'm targeting. If you look at what Shig did uh, yesterday, one of the better iron players out there uh, on the course, I think he's second um, in uh, strokes and approach, and he has a pretty good off the tee day as well. Uh, he's in 24th place right now. Not many people have heard of him, uh, so you might not have. That's why the numbers plus 160. I don't know if Eduardo Molinari can hold on to what he's been doing. I mean, the guy was really good maybe 10, 12 years ago, but it's not the same player he was. And Sagala is a is a is a young guy. I think he still might be in his teams. Uh, so I like Stig the way he played yesterday, plus 160 over two, those two guys. Kenny, you mentioned the course and how it could change over the weekend. Is there a moment in this thing where you start to feel like you have a feel for the course, how it's going to play the rest of the weekend? Or, or is it really, truly, you wake up each day and each day it might be a little bit different? I think each day is going to get progressively harder, uh, would be my guess. I think the, really, the way you're really going to see the course play for the last, I think the last 36 holes, last 27 holes, uh, that's the way, you know, that that's where the meat of the course is going to be, how it's how difficult it's going to play, and that's the most important part. Uh, so right now, I mean, I could still see somebody out there today going four or five under as well. I just don't think we'll see those sports on the weekend. You'll see a lot of people come back down to earth. Don't waste any money on uh, Buckley. Just two shots back, 201. Never heard of him, but I might bet on him. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. like, like, you look at the winners of the, the event, I mean, yeah, I know. I, everyone, like seven have been in the top ten, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I don't know how far I go. Maybe top ten bets. Like, I do like, uh, like, Wilco, the neighbor. The guy hits it extremely far, uh, sort of like Bryson. I sort of like him in top 20 at plus 700 right now. That's someone that you could look at. And I got a couple of top ten bets out there, too. Yeah, the idea. You know what I love? I, I love the idea of just looking at the leaderboard after one day and like, I don't know who that guy is, but man, because <laughs> that happens sometimes, right? Someone comes out yeah. of nowhere to to have a great weekend. Um, it, it, the U.S. Open, Kenny, historically though, is, is is this the course that that happens? You know, and out of nowhere winner, or is this more like you said, the heavy hitters? No, it's the heavy hitters for this one. Uh, you rarely see those out there winners. I mean, I guess the last one maybe. Uh, in the in the in the aughts, I don't know. I mean, in the mid two thousands, there there probably were a couple out there. I mean, you could probably throw Lucas Lover out there in oh nine. Uh, I mean, I mean, but I I can't I can't even remember that far back. So it's usually been a top dog out there. Uh, Joe G, our regulars to BetQL Daily uh, know that Kenny Kim is a huge football team fan. Joe G's a an Eagles guy, Kenny. So uh, three months out, how many football team futures do you already have in? Oh man, we're going fourteen and two this year. We're, we're, we're going all the way. All right, right, we're we're going to go. You, for, you can't go fourteen and two well, anymore. You need to add one more, Kenny. We got seventeen now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Fifteen and two. How about that? Yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, we're going to go out there. Fitzpatrick's going to throw bombs all day. It's going to be fun to watch. Even if we suck, it'll still be fun to watch. <laughs> it's so much better. That defense is going to be incredible out there. We're going to be one of the top defenses out there. We're going to shut out Philly both times we play him. It's going to be on his back every single play. Chase Young running around, grabbing him every chance he gets. Kenny, no one's won the NFC some back-to-back years since the 03-04 Eagles. You going to buck that trend? Oh, we're going to buck it. We're going to win the next three years, man. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, Kenny, appreciate your time. Best of luck this weekend. Gupsquarter.com, Fantasy Golf Degenerates Pod at Kendo VT on Twitter.